1: This programme was previously broadcast live on Lovesport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Lovesport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Lovesport.
3: Never a dull moment here on Love Sport and never a dull moment indeed with Chelsea FC at this present moment in time. A draw, a thrilling draw in the Mestaya in midweek against Valencia in the Champions League, which means that Chelsea may well have to defeat Lille in that final match, guys, in the Champions League to secure a place in the knockout stages. This is the Chelsea Fan Show with me, Matt Beadle, and the guys from the Chelsea Fancast, Clayton Bierman and Dan Silver. Gents, pleasure to have you here as always. Pleasure to be here. Good to be here. You got over that game in midweek yet? It was a thriller. Well, as I'm advancing in age, supporting Chelsea at the
4: moment is not actually good for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was an extraordinary game. It really was. It was fantastic. I, I, I said to my son halfway through, I thought I'd love to be a neutral watching this. What a game. Yeah.
3: Well, I have to say, I wasn't able to watch the game live. I watched it when I got home, but I was listening to it live whilst I was driving on the radio. And only so many games, I think, can come across as thrilling on the radio. But that one absolutely did. It was end-to-end stuff. Oh, it was fantastic. I was in a pub
5: watching it with a West Ham fan. He latched on to us and he's going, Oh, it's a cracking game, this. Cracking game, this. A super fan, started at West Ham, you know that. And I said, yeah, but he was finished at Chelsea. <laughs>
4: No, it, it, it was a great game, um, and it, it sort of sums us up, really, I think. It was, we're, we're fantastic going forward, and we're really quite poor at the back.
3: So is that what you're taking from it, that the, the, the defence is culpable? No. I,
4: I mean, I'm going, to be, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I love Frankie Lampard, but I, you do have to question why he changed three of the four of the back four uh, for a game like this. I I find I found that quite strange. Um, I could understand the swapping of the fullbacks because he's done it before and it it, it works, uh, but not the the centre partnership. I really I just didn't understand why he did that. And I I he put Zuma on the left, and Zuma doesn't look anywhere no, near as good on the left as he does on the right. So it was a very strange thing. I mean, I understand entirely why he did it. No, I, that's a contradiction. I understand that Tomori that must be tired. You know, I'm, I know he's a young kid, but we've talked about it before. Mentally, all these games coming thick and fast. You know, I, I, there has to be an element of mental fatigue. But I just thought for that game and what we would played City on the Saturday, mm-hmm. I just thought you keep the same back four, yeah. really do. I,
5: I,
3: I, I do didn't you, understand Do that. you think the fact that you lost on the Saturday had something to do with that decision?
5: No, I don't think so. I don't think we, we played fairly well on Saturday. I think the, the back four more than held their own. But it's clearly that Zuma and Christensen hadn't played together before because there's no understanding and they were just looking so far apart, which is maybe part of the reason why we gave them so many chances. I mean, if they
3: had a decent striker, we'd have been absolutely... Well, 18 shots. I mean, that is just incredible. 18 shots Of course, Maxi Gomez, who had been rooming in the summer to be going to West Ham. Probably should have put a couple of those away, but didn't. Some great saves from Kepa, has to be said. Great penalty save as well. Yeah, strong Yeah, I
4: I, I, I know that I'd like to talk about Kepa because I I just, I mean, I'm not sure if now's the time or you want to just concentrate on the game. We We can go into Kepa, please. I just, I mean, the goal when it first went in looked awful, but the more you saw it, the more you thought... There's nothing he could have done about it. Second, I think, second goal. Yeah. yeah cause I just, just think that, that it looked worse than it was because he put his hands down. It was like, I'm leaving this because that's good for radio, isn't it? Me putting my hands yeah, up. I like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: For those listening, <laughs> Clayton Beamian is white. putting his hands up. <laughs> like, this. A, like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like this. like D- D- David Seaman, yeah. naive yeah. kind of style.
4: <laughs> no, to, to, to basically he, he was letting it go. And then it went in, and I don't think if he would have put his hands fully up, and now I'm extending my hands all the way up above my head, I don't think he would have got it anyway. Uh, but I question who who would have done Yeah,
5: there's a picture I saw on Twitter from a different angle, from the opposite side of the goal, and the ball was a good six foot above his head at one point, so there's no way he would have got it. It was just one of those freak shots that, you know it was going for goal. No, you know, it was, it, it was unsavable.
3: Well, do you know what? I like this because there was a lot of criticism for Kepper. People seem to forget that he made a brilliant top hand save for the penalty. Richard Lee, I know we've spoken about him yeah, on this podcast yeah, because yeah. Uh, on this radio show, sorry, because he is a former goalkeeper. He was speaking on Love Sport Breakfast actually, and he was outraged both with the commentary from Martin and his analysis <laughs> of the goal and also the comparison that he made to the goal conceded by Liverpool against Napoli on the same evening and suggested that at that actually maybe was a worse error the obvious thing to say is of course when a cross goes in naturally it's easy
2: to look at the goalkeeper but there are times when it's whipped in at pace in the way that it was with the height with the dip going in the top corner physically there's no way that any goalkeeper on the planet can move their feet quick enough dive back into the top corner and make the save so it was just very very lacklustre lazy analysis for me not true not accurate um, yeah, just I've watched just it so nonsense. many times. It's nonsense! The ball, where is it? It's over his head. It's so high. No one can reach that. Even your six foot eight goalkeeper can't reach that. It's gone in at pace, right in the top corner. Oh, it just frustrates me. There was the one yesterday from distance as well. Gazaniga getting stick. and mm. the, I get it. And by the way, the thing then, this is this is what does it for me. And this is where I say about the the more detailed analysis is then you'll watch the Liverpool game and Alisson won't get stick. And actually mm. that for me, and again, I normally back up keepers, of course, more so for the fact that ordinarily they get stick when they don't deserve it, i.e. in this situation yeah, here. Yeah. Whereas actually Alisson will be disappointed with the one he conceded because he didn't read the game. He wasn't on the front foot. His position before the ball was played through wasn't quite correct so by the time the attacking player touches it he's well inside the box had Alisson had a more advanced starting position he probably comes reads it clears it so for me that's a bigger error than what they're saying Kepa's done but nobody Mm. sees it (laughs) the Liverpool goal they conceded you pause it the moment the ball's played through the position it is and then you consider where a goalkeeper's optimum position should Mm. be and that's where then you can start to gauge and judge whether it's an error or not but of course they never go into that detail all they do is they look at the basics oh it's a cross it's gone
3: in therefore goalkeeper's mistake not true See, I thought that was quite interesting because he echoed your thoughts really yeah. in terms of what you were saying and that on the surface it looks maybe like an error from Kepa, but there was no way, like you said, with the height of the ball and the way that it came in, there was no way that Kepper could have adjusted his feet in order to, to either claim it or parry it away. See, I, I, I draw parallels with the Ajax goal, which mm. was from a
4: similar position, the free kick that went straight in and again he was made to look like a mug and everybody said he should have done a lot better with that. Again, you know, we discussed it. I don't think, uh, yeah, you'd like the keeper to save it, but that was, that was again, that was a fantastic free kick. And, and I think the thing is that Kepper is showing that he's a great goalkeeper, but he doesn't look like he's doing the basics correctly. For example, you know, last season, with his feet, he was fantastic. Mm. This year he's been pretty woeful. I mean, he nearly gave Man City a goal on Saturday with a a dreadful pass out. Mm. He's done that before. He did it away uh, at Lille. He did the same thing. He he kicked the ball straight out to somebody. And there's obviously something that's changed or he's been told to do something different. Because, you know, he is a great shot stopper. And I, I found it really interesting that after he saved the penalty... He was coming out, he was claiming the ball, and you could see it's all a confidence thing. I'm sorry, I know I'm hogging this, so uh-huh. I'll shut up in a second. Um, the first goal, people were again saying he should have kept it out. No. The, the, you know, you're missing the point. You, anybody that says you should have kept that out has never played football. You know, th- this is a shot at speed from six yards. He did well to get his hand to it, and the fact that he does that a lot, he seems to get his hands to the ball and not be able to sometimes keep it out. You know, people are calling him smoke hands, yeah. hmm. and I just think they're being really, really unfair. I mean, that that first goal we conceded was all about Cesar and Reese not getting back and covering the the forwards. Anyway, yeah, I've, I've that I think I've good analysis.
5: The, you always the comparison always to Peter Check who at 22 when we signed him was a complete goalkeeper. He was a he's a, he's a one off, and that's a really unfair comparison because you know Check was a brilliant goalkeeper for. For twelve years, and Kepp is good. He's come to, you know, uh, you know, foreign country, learning a lot. I think he's he's a good keeper. I mean, maybe he doesn't quite have the height I don't know what Clayton thinks. He's obviously the goalie expert but maybe he's not quite tall enough.
3: But well, I think again, I think that's the classic cliche of of goalkeepers gone by is that you you look for this this six foot four monster, and actually, a lot of Premier League managers do still look for that. But really, you don't need to be that monster anymore in terms no, if of, of look, the prowess that I you mean, have.
4: I'm older than all of you, but 70s, all the goalkeepers well, were small.
5: Bonetti was what?
4: You know, Bonetti was 5'8", 5'9", mm. something like that. There was a keeper that played for Derby called Les Green, who was tiny, but he was brilliant. Paul Cooper, who played for Ipswich. Again, another
5: small guy, Joe, really, really good. Joe Corrigan was small as well, wasn't he? Well, no. <laughs> he, was small. He, he, he was, was, at, he was first, actually horizontal. better
4: now, but I think for then he was one of the bigger keepers, but... Yeah, but it, you're right. I mean, it's a different game now. It's quicker and faster, but the goal's
3: same size. Yeah. I actually have to say, just as a quick side note, I spoke to Nick Colgan oh, wow. this week. Yeah, really interesting chat with Nick Colgan because he was at Chelsea for about eight years. He played at the hips, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. He, he played just the one game. in Ireland, didn't he? Yeah, uh, so, he, he Drogheda, so he was from Drochida, so he came over from Drogheda and then spent most of his career at Hibs and then Barnsley, but was at Chelsea in that, that incredible time at, from 90 through to about 98. So yeah. I saw so many, like Hoddle, Viali Hullet, oversaw saw all of those. He brought in by Bobby Campbell, so in Porterfield, he saw and was just there at a time when the goalkeeping situation at Chelsea was very different. You had Besson, you had Hitchcock, Colgan was there. Then you had Frodo Grodas, you had um, Ed de Hoy came in Both and it, Dimitri Karin, yeah, all these different, yeah, yeah. these different goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. But really interesting to talk to him about his time at Chelsea. He's still in the game now, or is he? He is goalkeeper coach at Wigan Athletic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Made his one appearance against West Ham, which is a nice little segue for later on in the show. Not right now, <laughs> but just to finish on the game, gents. I mean, it was two-two. It leaves things slightly in the balance. It's in our hands, which we want. You know, we, we, we need. You know, as
5: long as we win or match the result with Ajax against Valencia, we'll be through. I think little a, a
3: decent side, but I think we should have enough to beat them at home. We have to talk about Kovacic as well, by the way his first goal for the club. And quite incredibly, the statistics that have come out, That's his first goal in 1,033 days, his 122nd game.
4: I did did an article for one of the fanzines and I was actually comparing the fact that this was last year, about, you know, we've never really replaced, I don't know how you can ever replace Lampard's goals in midfield because he was a forward, you know, in in his scoring ratio. Mm -hmm. But I was doing some research about Kante scoring, Kovacic scoring, Jorginho scoring. And the Kovacic thing is absolutely hysterical. I think he scored about three goals in his career. I think he scored one for Real Madrid, maybe two for Inter Milan. And and the funny thing was, when he scored on Tuesday, I just laughed. I, yeah, I didn't actually like did. celebrate. I just <laughs> laughed. I, just, I was so happy for him. Um, and I'm happy for, for us because I I, th- I think a lot of people questioned why we bought him. You know, why we made his his move permanent. And he's a class player. He yeah. really is
5: good. I mean, Real Madrid into Milan, he's obviously got a, a good track record as a player. And now he's playing without the shackles of the Sarri system. You're seeing what a really good player he is and how he's so good at running with the ball.
3: And Jorginho, as I say, they really have become really integral parts of our midfield. Yep, indeed they have. I'm sure we'll get into much more on that. This, the Chelsea fan show here on Love Sport.
1: For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio.
3: It's the Chelsea fan show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea fan cast, Clayton Beerman, and Dan Silver and now better late than never, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Kiddo, there he is, clutching his sports drink as he does just to see him through the hour. Yeah, we love it.
6: Well, yeah, without it, I just. I... I'd be limp. <laughs> that gives you an extra
3: 25%, I believe, is what they used to of, say back of, in the day. Of what? As, or something or other. No, we don't know. That, they had the Lucas,
6: or can't say what it is, but it had foil on it. You remember that thing, and you always thought, what's that foil I, about?
4: No, like adver- it, you... it was, it was, it was crinkly, orange, orange. Crinkly. crinkly, crinkly stuff. The question
5: is, can you kick it into the bin like the advert? I Guess, must try when I go
6: outside, yeah. actually. Guess it's just... your thirst.
3: Fast, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. isotonic. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, whatever that means. Once again,
6: mm. um, can I just say quickly? I think mm. um, I think uh, Kepper's terrible, and he's going to be replaced. Is wow, that, is that Ron? It's Ron. Ah, okay, that yeah, is. He's going to get somebody in to put pressure on him. He's going to get somebody in, whether it improves him, but he's going to give him a chance. But, but he's, he's... going to get somebody in. But, but, in, but if, if there's a chance, if the transfer yeah, ban is lifted, uh, but they're not going to get a, a, a world class, first class goalkeeper. No, to I don't backup. think so. I think yeah, but it'll be somebody who could. Could take over if necessary.
3: Are you suggesting that Kepper is terrible? Are those, are you saying you no, don't no, it's, no, it's what
6: well, my mate Ron says. So well, this is he's, purely he's, from Ron. he's not a proper keeper. Okay. He just says that all the time. He's not proper. But also, I have to say, I, I, I can't believe the look on Frank's face when the ball went in the net. If I know, we you heard you talking about that before, which is that it was, you know, they were very difficult. Shots for him to deal with But nonetheless I think he doesn't want Goals scored like that He wants a keeper who
4: If he doesn't he, want Goals scored like that He should, get, he should stop he should them being f- He should get fullbacks, fullbacks who, Well Funny enough he,
6: Emerson will not be with the club Much longer either According <laughs> he, to Ron so.
5: How likely is the band To be overturned From what you've well, heard well, that,
6: I just felt that The remark that Bruce Buck made About, yeah. about there being Zillions available was, uh, was 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 They were very Very positive I mean, if You don't make that Kind uh, the of question remark question If we get
5: know, a settled back Four with decent fullbacks Is Kepper then under less pressure, cause yeah, he's not, yeah, very
6: good point. Yeah, you yeah,
4: know, yeah. D- he—I d- I sound like an apologist, and I am—but he is playing behind possibly the worst back four
3: combination that we've had for a while. Yeah.
6: Well then with him that's five are not very good
3: then. Well m- many errors leading up to a goal of course. The however, goalkeeper is the last line of defence but as we said the penalty save as well was crucial in that game. We are talking as well about the world's most expensive goalkeeper. That kind of adds another layer to the debate mm-hmm. but we were speaking about Mateo Kovacic weren't we before the ads and the fact that he got his first goal for Chelsea in his first in one, 1,033 days. The interesting stat.
6: 71st game wasn't it?
3: Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he, if you flip those numbers around kiddo it gives you 17. He was Chelsea's his number. 17th goal scorer this season.
6: Huh. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit... Um, I love like parallels about yeah. football. Synchronistic and can you do serendipitous. The, can you do the
3: Twilight
7: Zone?
6: You should do it just like you delayed them have an echo. Well, <laughs>
7: he, I believe, it,
5: no, no I, I
6: just love... He yeah. smashed Mikel's
5: record anyway, didn't he? Was it yeah. 240 <laughs> games for yeah. a goal
6: or something? But he is he becoming a, um, a really top player, well, Kovacic. I uh, think yeah. he's one of the best, Matt, his stats, isn't he, one of the best five uh, midfielders in, in Europe at the moment for passes and tackles. So it's quite remarkable, he's, he's remarkable w- shit. Although
3: pass completion, I, I'm dubious of that stat, to be honest. The pass success. I mean, I Georgina I had now. that last year as well. we'll, well, we'll come we? on to Man yeah. City
4: and they yeah. talk about the we smashed the possession thing. But about twenty-five minutes of that was Zuma <laughs> passing to Tomori <laughs> and backwards. Well, and that's forwards. it, and, and a lot of
3: those passes can be hospital balls. You could yeah. give, you could complete a pass, which gives you the stat, but you've put someone else in trouble. But oh. yes, let's move on to the Man City game because a defeat to Man City, of course, ended that run of six winning games in the Premier League. But incredible that possession stat. What was around forty-seven percent possession for? man city which in 381 top flight matches for guardiola is the worst that he's ever had
5: but possession doesn't win matches goals there you in. go exactly yeah
3: i don't care about possession i don't care about. that's what we had
6: last year that was the big thing yeah, last year. i mean year. all this huge is huge like, possession you know, X, last
5: year xg YG, pg gg whatever it is it's just goals win matches you know we could have all the possession Parent, in the world but parental guidance i not know Pre, expect, I, th-
4: ex- I mean it was ironic because the second half was very sari-esque Yes, I thought yes. we, we had loads of the ball and we no opportunity for the ball to didn't, go didn't do anything no, with it the goal. having
6: like, said that the first half hour was absolutely oh, brilliant superb. brilliant absolutely sensational superb. and once again we've said this on the show before they've got to score yep. in that period that they are on top because yep. then there's always a period where they are hugely on top against any team doesn't matter what the team is because they're they're an inexorable force going forward. It's absolutely wonderful. Once we become clinical,
5: yeah. you know, we're going to become really, really top side. Yeah. Yeah. W- would
4: you say in that first thirty 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 minutes that we created that much? We had a couple of chances and we scored the goal, but I wouldn't say that we created well, there that was, much.
6: There was w- Williams. Uh, there was William's Abraham's brilliance and passing across to w- William that went yeah. across. There was uh, Tomori's, um snap. Oh yeah, shot should've, from should've the corner. Which Just he should have scored. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew he should have scored. And yeah. He hit it so well because uh, he had all the space. Yeah. And there was another, wasn't there? There was also a bizarre Emerson shot at goal that was yeah. just useless. When he, when he could have squared it, Yeah, I think. And he could yeah. have squared it completely. Yeah. Because
5: yeah. I think had have So, yeah. So,
4: we did create, we, as yeah. opposed to the second half where it's, we
5: created. Someone's going to be on the end of a smashing. And if they, if, you know, I know West Ham's can't but if they keep that calamitous goalkeeper in goal, tomorrow could be the day that we really like. Come home to Roost and give somebody
3: a the Goalkeepers today, in it, chaps. So yeah, I mean, I mean, to is them.
5: dreadful goalkeeper. I mean, he looks like head of entertainment on a boat. He's just dreadful.
3: <laughs> we will get on to Roberto. We're actually we, we've spoken to Tony Carr today, so we'll we'll get on to the West Ham game and and Roberto for that matter, and David Martin and the fact that he might come in as well but in terms of well, playing two against goalkeepers. teams sorry
5: David Martin's question I mean,
3: he's... well yeah, yeah. and then this raises yeah. a bigger question about West Ham summer recruitment on goalkeepers yeah. but again I suppose that is another debate this is the Chelsea match um, yeah. but teams against teams in the big six chaps I suppose this is a debate isn't it because the last four Premier League defeats have been against teams who finished in last season's top six. The proverbial top six, as we'll call it now in inverted commas. But is that an issue for Chelsea this season?
5: Uh, uh, I don't know. It might be. I mean, in fairness, Liverpool and the league, we pretty much respectable. De- both our defeats against Liverpool Man City, who were so far above everybody last season, were, were respectable defeats. You know, we weren't hammered. We've not been held by anybody. I thought we were unlucky against Liverpool. With the VAR ruling out the goal, I thought the City, you know, we could have could have got a point. So no, it's a it's a learning curve for Frank. It's a learning curve for the team. We'll see how we do. Come, it's a, it's come a couple.
4: May. It, I, we we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. when somebody rang up or sent a message in saying, were we flat track bullies?" Because we hadn't beaten mm. anybody. Uh, obviously, we mentioned that we'd beaten Ajax, um, but I, I I think the the disappointment on Saturday was just indicative of of how far we've come Mm. you know because this season nobody was expecting anything and then you're walking off the pitch against Man City thinking we should have done better and I think I think in many respects it was a missed opportunity but controversially and I'm not down on Frank at all but I think he was outmanaged in the second half I think Pep changed it and we didn't seem to be able to to do anything. React.
6: Somebody said it yeah. was a theory. He was toying with us
3: in the first half and he was just you know, oh, yeah. getting, oh, getting a... the cut of our jib.
6: Pep's
5: <laughs> 600 <laughs> games ahead of Frank, isn't he, in all those trophies? Well, but this Frank... is
3: it. And that's why I think that it's not a problem. Yeah. He's still learning. Yeah. We can't forget this, this is his second yeah. season in management. Yeah. Frank, Frank's a
5: real winner. Yeah. He's he's still played with all, you know, when there's big money in the game, so he understands about it. I think, I think behind that really calm, articulate demeanour, there's a real tough task, taskmaster that I think he doesn't. Have any, well, have any BS around the training grounds you know if you perform in training you've got a chance of being picked Entirely. if you don't perform Absolutely. you're out the fines are ridiculously strict but that's you know you get the discipline in and early then you've got the, the squad that wants to play for you I think
6: he was very tactful about Barkley wasn't
5: he yeah it's, asked, I think I he, the key's been there Dan, like Frank had his issues early doors at Chelsea you know especially with the stuff around nine eleven. 11 but he's turned his career around and he's saying to Ross listen it's up to you you know you, you can make it or break it it's down to you what you do Know, be sensible, especially in today's day and age when you know everything's, everyone's got a, a camera phone.
6: and you d- I just think when you've got a dodgy ankle, it's not a good idea to be caught in a nightclub. With your shirt, with off. Your shirt off. Yeah, or not, pay, not
4: paying for chips. Well, you you know all about that sort of stuff. That was just, I was yeah, speaking yeah. from experience. Yes, so. It's Saturday <laughs> yeah, night for yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know about what you guys think, but I think Frank looked as angry after Man City game as I'd seen him all season. I think yeah, he really yeah, was angry. The, you can see the fire was he burning. He hate, hates losing, and I think he... Perceived, and I think rightly so. That was an opportunity. City are off colour; they're not yeah. anywhere yeah, near what know. they were last season, and we should have got something out of that game. Not necessarily won, but we we should have. I was drawn. intrigued What's
6: that Christensen came into the side for the um, yeah uh, for the uh, the Champions League yeah. game because Tamori was um, um, was guilty of several errors. I, I don't think he's he was as good in that game as he was previously in the city. But he, they will all still do this. Tippy tapping the ball around in the in the penalty area, which gives, give, gives everybody the kick th- But the dilemma is, they, they don't want to p- punt it up field and lose possession.
4: No, well that that's exactly right. But 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 that's you know they took Abraham's off, and I thought he should have put Giroud on because you, we lost that out ball. I mean, can I just say hats off to Mitchie being offside three times he was he coming was. back. Perhaps his first three involvements in that yeah. game. Yeah. Was being yeah. caught offside three yeah. times. And, and yeah.
5: he had looked incandescent and shocked. Yes, Mischie, you're offside.
6: What I have to
4: game? say, I'm
3: much calmer when I watch football on TV. But I absolutely lost it.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was absolutely I was... dreadful.
3: So, I mean, so what are that. we saying here? Because that's that's poor, right? I know he's he's kind of coming into the game, but that's poor. Poor. That's inexcusable. Poor. Yeah. yeah, I would I, I, I would have t- taken him off. I think the thing with Michi is I think
5: mm. J.K. did too on a, on a previous show that he's 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 thick basically. He hasn't got. Enough intelligence. Thick, you mean he's not, very, he's very wide. No, he's, he's foot, football-wise. He's not, thick. Not the brightest. Not the, brightest tool in the box. I, think, I think they were saying he doesn't understand tactics. I think Conte and yeah. that. when There's I told you that story. Tactics. No, no. There yeah, yeah. was that story I told you about when, they, was
6: that when, when Fabregas was in his pomp and he could just play those balls yeah. on a sixpence up up front, and, uh, and he looked up to, to see where Bachuai was, and, he, and there was nobody to be seen, and he looked yeah. sideways and Bachuai was standing next. The thing to with him. Is I think you give and him the ball. <laughs> remember remember great, so he box. just gave up and passed it back yeah. to the
5: goalkeeper. He's like a modern-day Fanny Jeffers, you know, like Fox in the box. <laughs> you know,
6: you give him the ball. I mean, the
5: thing with Misha is, he'll get the ball turned, he'll get hmm. a snapshot away, hmm. or he'll poach a goal.
6: That is his one big strength.
3: Yeah,
5: which is what we need. it's very good, you know, and And he's he's a
3: good finisher. But he just is that enough, though, in the modern game? Now, I just think that listen, there's a difference between footballing intelligence and just general intelligence outside of football. But you'd like to think that all footballers have a footballing brain and knowing where to be at certain points. And if he hasn't got that at the the very top level, you will get found out. He's not quite a top level striker,
5: I think. He's he's got, I think, his goal record is, is padded a little bit, but he's. You no, know, he's, he's. I think got. you know I mean...
4: the, the the thing is. I thought when he came on on Wednesday, he added absolutely nothing yeah. apart from offside. But with what two minutes to go, he nearly created a goal yeah. because he's st- in the area, turned, shot, got deflected. Yeah. Another amazing save by their keeper. It was phenomenal. It was it was double it. deflected, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah.
6: In fact, in fact the, um, the Abraham volley was also superb, oh, wasn't it? That was awesome. a yeah. great moment of skill, wasn't it? And the Williams uh, uh, really shot as well, that wasn't yeah, a corner. Yeah, it wasn't a corner. But a, I'll just rant about VAR again for a oh, second. Oh. For goodness sake, if we saw it in, in two seconds, you yeah. just see it. It's on television, he touched Remic, it. Those yeah. sort of yeah, things. So instantly, instantly, VAR should go, it's a corner. It's the referee goes,
7: no,
3: corner. Not not.
6: But giving completely the wrong we, decision you're changing and your going with it. Why
3: J.K. Because when I presented <laughs> my argument about this a couple of weeks ago, you wholeheartedly disagreed with me. You said I disagree. I think it's great for the game.
6: It is great for the game. No, I'm saying, but uh, it is perfect. It's, but but, <laughs> but it's perfect. But what I'm saying is, if we see it on on television and it takes two seconds yep. to have a replay, that needs just to be transmitted yeah. by by. Stockley Park, or whoever, yes, to the ref, for instance, to Atkinson, rather than Atkinson carrying on up the field. And we all see it. The whole thing is about pe- the, the well, viewers at home seeing it and nobody seeing it on the pitch or it being passed to them. It's That's one of the main reasons for VAR, isn't that, it? The Real Madrid game, but, wasn't it, when there was a, it was a red
5: card, blah, 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 and then, oh, no, it's not a red card because something happened like 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah yeah, like,
2: yeah,
5: yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's football's an organic sport. I don't... You know, VAR. I
6: don't well, no, but things like that. But it seems to me it's perfect for it's balling out of play or goal line. I think initially, play, initially, and the goalkeeper clearly touching the ball and it going off for a corner. Yeah, that is so easily oh, that's
5: done, fine, isn't clear, it? That is so easy. Clear and obvious shouldn't take three minutes to work out. If it's no, clear did, and obvious you should do it literally like in a, in a,
3: in a bat of an eyelid. Oh, on that note. Raheem Sterling, perfectly legitimate goal, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah, once yeah. again, yeah, a, f- f- a fumble, fumble, f- yeah,
6: fumble from the goalkeeper. Yeah. 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 yeah, That uh, was weak. Weak hand.
3: Okay, Jets, no more chat about VAR. We're done with it. It's over. <laughs> Finished. Can I
6: just have one last say about VAR? Very
3: quickly. Tammy Abrahams.
4: That guy deliberately stuck his knees up.
6: Yes. To, yes, to, to hurt him. Yeah. Yes,
4: I
3: agree. And, and VAR didn't look at that either. No. Yep. Yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. This is the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Back in a moment.
0: There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Giving your team a voice Love Sport Radio
0: it's the Chelsea Fan Show
3: here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea fan cast. You can probably already hear them. One of them is Jonathan Kidd, of course. Doing? One is Clayton Beerman and the other is Dan Silver. Now, gents, we are going to get to talk about the game against West Ham. But before that, of course, it is the Hammers this weekend. On a Saturday afternoon at 3pm, I'm sure you're delighted it's fantastic. to hear. Oh, tradition, love it. A great one for the season to old. It's Not so great for those who want to recline on their sofas with a cuppa and a box of popcorn and you know just enjoy it in front of hd viewing of course however we spoke to former director of youth development at west ham tony carr of course he was uh, pivotal in the development of frank lampard and many others of course joe cole who went on to succeed at much bigger and better things at other clubs here is what he had to say on the clash coming up yeah it's
7: um it, it's, a, it's a bit of a tough one to call because you know in Chelsea have had a European game this midweek, so normally you know they, you, you tend to get a slightly below par performance from 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 that sort of side. And but with West Ham's form at the moment, where we're, con, where we're conceding goals for fun, really, um, you know, Chelsea would I, I would think fancy their chances. But um, certainly, I've, I've read that Tammy Abraham came off injured in the. European game for them, so he may miss. So that that would be one sort of uh crumb of comfort for the Hammers fans, but um they've got a team of stars and international so whoever they put in I'm sure will be uh you know a threat.
3: It's been a tough run of form for West Ham recently, hasn't it, Tony? That's seven without a win in the Premier League yeah, now yeah, for the club.
7: It's worrying, especially the list of fixtures we've got coming up. Three points out of the relegation zone and you think you know three games time if we don't pick up some form and some points uh we you know we're going to be in the bottom three if, if we're not careful and instead of looking towards a top half performance and a top, top half position for the season we'll be fighting a relegation battle and that's the last thing we want we've
3: seen unai emery get the sack from arsenal today yeah. we have we have to ask the question about manuel pellegrini like i said seven games without a win now if they don't get a win this Saturday, and look, if they can't be up for a game at Stamford Bridge, you'd argue that they can't be up for any game. If it, is this a game, really, to galvanise West Ham into turning things around? And if they don't, how much more time do we think that Pellegrini has got in the hot seat?
7: Yeah, you'd like to think that all the London derbies, there's that little bit of spice, you know, to all of them, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, etc. And, um you'd like to think it, you know, it galvanises a performance because you know it's going to be tough. You Away from home against a fellow London club and this week Chelsea, you, you know it's going to be a tough game and they're going to bring the game to have very, got very much an attacking flair about their game. So we're going to be under some pressure. So it's whether we can cope with that and hopefully get a result from the weekend which will springboard some sort of revival and uh, some points on the board, which is what we badly need. If we lose... You know, all managers are under pressure if they're not winning football matches, and Pellegrini going to be no different. He's, you know, he knows that, and you know, Emery has found that out today, and um, he's lost his job purely because he's not getting results. And Pellegrini won't be immune to that to that fact that uh, if you don't get results, it, it puts you under immense pressure from the fans, from the board, and obviously the prospect of uh, having a relegation battle. So. It's, it's it's a massive game and it's a massive couple of weeks.
3: You mentioned there that Tammy Abraham will be out for Chelsea. For West Ham, Issa Diop, he's out, he's banned after receiving five cautions. Jack Wilshere, still out. Manuel Lanzini, we know he's still out. So, a few casualties for West Ham. In goal, there might be a possibility that David Martin, the former Millwall goalkeeper, could step in. He's obviously been third choice and recently yeah, second yeah, choice with David, Roberto yeah. up top. Again, of course, of course, yeah, the the West Ham connection there with David Martin and Alvin Martin, of course. Is it potentially likely that he could come in for West Ham? And if you were Pellegrini in his position now, would you potentially change things tactically against Chelsea? Yeah,
7: I, I mean, I don't know the situation with the goalkeepers because um, obviously I'm not close enough to that anymore. But um, to, uh, to be honest, I now mean, the West Ham fans I speak to, you know, they're crying out for David Martin to get his chance, and, and their argument is we well, can't be any worse. The keeper what's, uh, Roberto, Roberto isn't his name. Um, you know, he, he's having a, he's having a rough time, and he's he's conceding goals. The back four's conceding goals. I didn't realise Diop wasn't available this weekend. I, I, I overlooked that that he would got a suspension. But uh, you know, we're leaking goals anyway as a team. So that's the first thing we've got to shore up is to is to stop you know conceding goals and having to chase the game all the time. So I'll be happy, I'll be more than happy with a nil-nil draw.
3: <laughs> well, Michel Antonio
7: is well. He that's came on. Al- optimistic uh, thought, but uh, you've got to cling to something.
3: Uh, well, I think sometimes Tony as well. It's the case of focusing on those clean sheets, isn't it? It's, it's almost like that's where you go first. Is you get the clean sheet and then you start to exactly. accumulate those one 0 those a two-nil. You've win
7: the game six-nil. if you're not conceding. Just before we concede too early in games, and and we're chasing. And then when you go chasing the game, you, 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 it leaves you open, and you concede more. And we've done it at Burnley. We've done it all season, and our goals against record is, is not something to be proud of at the moment.
3: No, indeed it isn't. Neither is the away form. Actually, I don't think no, that any exactly. other team has conceded more goals away from home than West Ham have.
7: You know, but... it's hard to be positive at the moment. That's the thing. It's uh, it's hard to be because the performances uh, are not giving the, giving us any confidence. Mm. And, um, you know, the West Ham fans, they'll keep coming, they'll keep turning up, but they will voice their opinion if it, if it, if it's what they're seeing is not to their liking. So um, they'll still keep coming, they'll still support the team, that goes without saying. But um, we need an upturn in fortunes very, very quickly and hopefully he says with his fingers crossed, we can get something tomorrow at Stamford Bridge.
3: <laughs> and finally, before you go, Tony, you worked very closely with Frank Lampard, of course, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Have you been surprised by the impact he's made at Chelsea? Of course, had a, a brief foray into management with Derby last season in that, that first season for him in management. He's since taken a massive job at Chelsea. As things stand, he's doing a job. Did you expect to see that from him as a kid?
7: <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, you could never sort of foresee if players have got coaching credentials, but Frank's, Frank's always thought about the game, Studious about the game, worked very, very hard at the game, and he got this opportunity at Derby, and I thought he did quite well at Derby, he did very well, and um, I think the Chelsea job, has probably come, he might even say himself, it may be a bit too early in his career, but you can't turn that sort of job down, and to be fair, he's taken it, and he's he's, he's taken it like a Doug to water, you know, he's, he's done really well, he's, He's blooded young players. It, people might say you had to do that because of the transfer ban, but certainly I think Frank would have bloodied young players anyway, um, because he knows what that means to a team. If you can, you know, have four or five players in your team that are homegrown and and, and doing the business in the Premier League, the fans are behind it. They give that extra yard, and I'm sure that you'll um, have a successful season. But uh, you know, I'm still a West Ham fan and uh, hopefully it's not too successful tomorrow, but I wish him well in the future for his career.
3: That was director, former Director of Youth Development at West Ham, Tony Carr there of course worked heavily with Frank Lampard many, many moons ago when he was a, a puppy-fatted teen at West Ham and he's hoping for a victory of course for West Ham tomorrow, however let's look at the, the quick stats before we move on Chelsea unbeaten in their last 13 home Premier League meetings with West Ham. The last time they lost was that three-two defeat in September two thousand and two. Was that to Kenya? Yeah, scored a worldie. Glenn Roder in charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. we go. Well, was that what? Was that he flicked it up and volleyed it yeah. with his left foot? Was it that one? Yeah, yeah. In front of the uh, end. Yeah. yeah, that was a very goal. good goal. Yeah. yeah. However, West Ham have failed to score in more away games in two thousand nineteen than any other Premier League side. Gents, we are going to be discussing everything about that London derby after this.
1: Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice.
3: It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beedle, with the boys from the Chelsea Fancast. Gents, West Ham this weekend, a London derby, which we do love. Interestingly, West Ham have lost 99 of their London derbies in the Premier League. That's more than any other club. It's Chelsea. This will be the 100th then. Well, yeah. it can be. There we go. Is that what you're it's saying, good, Kilo? The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no,
6: they'll, they'll blow them away.
5: Really? Oh, yeah. Another random stat. Tottenham with the first... Yeah. London team to concede a thousand goals in the Premier League. Brilliant! Yeah, we love those. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham, Crikey, Let's not start on them at the moment. <laughs> um, so, gents, I mean, is this? Uh, are we looking at this as a very matter of fact result? I mean, when you look at the, the obviously the great run under Frank Lampard, and then the, a couple of draws and a defeat recently, you now look at the fixtures coming up. It kind of works in Chelsea's favour, no? Would
5: you a, say it's a very winnable match? You got the way well, we're playing. Absolutely. Yeah, but. It's a London derby. It's West Ham. You never know. I mean, I think I think we should have enough to beat them because I mean, you know, if we start the, the goalkeeper is awful. We literally got to shoot on sight, and I think we'll score.
6: But I, I don't. I, the way they they manage to get the ball forward at speed with with Kovacic and Jorginho and Pulisic part of it and William yeah. playing, I think the different the difficulty will be is, is, is who's who's playing. Striker because well, Abraham was is so yeah. essential to that. because of his movement yeah. and his speed.
5: In the Spurs match, the two the two wingers, um, Anderson and Yarmolenko, weren't really tracking back much. So the fullbacks were getting beyond them, and they were putting themselves under loads of pressure. Yeah, so if yeah. they
6: if they continue that they're, way, they're decent players. Those two, yeah, they, don't, they, don't, they, like they haven't got the defensive they probably shift indeed, in. Exactly. Well, in yeah. which case, oh, they
5: sit them off, they brought on. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Sanchez, and suddenly that West Ham looks a lot more dangerous when they had those two players are off. You know, Rice went into midfield, and they brought something back into defence. This side looks a lot better, and they get start giving Spurs a few problems
6: so yeah. I'm, I'm just. If they give us problems and they score, I, I keep saying that. I just think we'll score more than them. I just. I'm well, that's so, Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. so impressed by our abilities going forward. Yeah. Um, do, do you think you'll play Giroud then? No, I
4: don't, no I don't know. I don't know. I'm sort of quite keen on my idea of playing yeah, 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 down yeah, the middle. Yeah, he may. Yeah, In which case you could one play. You play Mount on the other.
6: Yeah, or you could play and bring Mount on later on for, to do the same role if necessary. See
4: now, now there there is a very good question. I. I'm not keen. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've lost and drawn in the two games that Mason Mount hasn't played. He brings,
5: mm. uh, he brings so much energy to that team. He he presses to the I front. really he do. Knows. I
4: think he's one of these players who you don't actually realise how good he is until he's not playing. Mm. And I, I mean, I don't think William played particularly well on Wednesday night. I I, I mean, if I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't be upset to leave him out, give Mason Mount a go
6: it yeah. be interesting. He may, he may change it around. I, I felt the way he was at the end of the game, uh, both games, Valencia and City. I think he, he may just, he may change it all around a bit, mm. but uh, within the same squad. Well, he's, he's emph- great emphasis in his talks about the squad. Yeah, they prepare for stuff. He says we're prepared for not having Tammy available. So he's obviously got a plan. They've got a plan. Yeah. It's all worked out. He said it's a squad game. It's a squad. That's what yeah. they rely on.
5: The midfield three picks itself, doesn't it? I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. But does it?
6: Well you mean that, you know you well, you think he won't play Kanté uh, uh, Kovačić and uh, Jorginho I, I really don't know. I mean it... then he drop Kanté that would be interesting wouldn't it? No,
4: no I don't I don't absolutely. think he I don't
3: think he would Mm. Um, I don't think there's a hope in hell that he'd George, ever drop.
5: Jorginho yeah,
6: might say.
3: be the one you
5: might.
6: It was interesting the way that we seemed to lose shape even more when Jorginho came off on Wednesday. We just didn't; it wasn't working as well. I felt that the the pulse was lost. And we well, lost it was the it impetus.
4: was more the organisation, and this this goes back to the whole sort of leaders on the pitch thing. Yeah. Um, that when he went off, we we lost our shape, and we didn't really sort of we were. I mean, it was like
6: a game of basketball. It was, it was the, the madness end. of attacking in the last seven minutes. That yeah. seven minutes was... Probably, well,
4: I, I think it was Glenn, was it Glenn Huddle after ever. the game who was just sitting there shaking his head. He's <laughs> saying, I don't understand this. He said, you know, you're in the last minute of a Champions League game. Yeah, yeah. And basically, well, Azbillacueta's overlapping. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I think Emerson no, challenged for a ball, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. going
3: on here? But I, part of me loves that. I think oh, absolutely! It's, it's great. I mean, that's what you've well, compared they to what you scored. had last season, right? Yeah. That's what you would yeah. much prefer to see. But how how
4: much would plan. you have loved it had that that yeah, that exactly. one of Confidence the gone in? Go, gone yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. You would.
6: Yeah, you horrendous. would have gone mad.
3: Yeah, you would have gone mad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You'd have shouted at you. But it I was, is anyway,
6: fantastic I I was to just watch. Lying on the ground in despair, just thinking, just I do not watch anymore.
3: A word on the midfield, gents, because this always comes up. It's always a a topic that we discuss. Would you be content with having that fixed midfield or are you happy with the fact that it can change from game to game? Do you want that solid three in there, four in there? How would you like to see Frank Lampard line up with that midfield week in, week out?
4: I think, as I said, I, I'd like to see Mount have a place in that midfield. Um in the three I, or is it more advanced? I don't know. I think a two with Mount in front of them, I, I think, you know, any, any two from three, but I, right. I think that Kovacic and Jorginho are making themselves undroppable, can you can't drop. So yeah. it's it's a great problem to have. And, and the one problem that I'm really, really looking forward to is basically Ruben coming yeah. back. Because I think the one thing that perhaps we missed more than anything else in that Man City game was a unit running at them. Because yeah. when you've got the centre-backs that they had on show on Saturday... They were dreadful and we didn't
6: really well no really Fernandinho was very good he was very yeah, good yeah but he's not he's not a yeah, centre back because, it, no, because he, he was allowed to he, he be very they, good they
5: didn't press him enough when he had the ball and yeah. he's got a rick in him as a centre back and John Stones is off four but no I don't know when Ruben's going to be back but I think he's going to give us another dimension in midfield no he's
6: still injured He's Ru- back,
5: is he back? Is back in outside training? It do you know? Or- well,
6: he was just having difficulty running in straight lines. The yeah. last time, he would uh, no, only run in straight lines. He couldn't turn. Yeah, so that was about two weeks ago. So it might be sort of January time. Maybe. I yeah. thought
4: Frank said. Yeah. Did did Frank not say that he was in training? Oh, no, no, so, no, that's back. back and Ross Barkley.
5: Yeah, with a shirt on, which is good to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no,
4: Callum think- wasn't mentioned in the in the press conference but Calum, today. Calum's but apparently fit. he is. I think fit. one of the one of the journos said he was fit.
5: And training on the team so you can imagine Cannon will probably be on the bench but tomorrow. I think
4: it, you, it, it is a real dilemma because I, I think I think the one the, the only difficulty with that midfield is they're all very samey they all do the same sort of thing so you've yeah. got three guys all doing similar stuff rather than having somebody doing something different which is what Ruben brings
5: and, and Mason brings Yeah, and Ruben, again Ruben uses power to break through the yeah. attacking as,
6: as um, Frank's suggested today it's very difficult for them if they haven't had any game time it's like is it like a pre-season they haven't to be yeah he said Rudy's having them. a mini pre-season. mini pre-season yeah. and so I think yeah. if, if Rudy's doing it think what think what uh, Loftus Chief well, I think is going to have I think
3: we'll see Loftus maybe January time I February imagine. I reckon
6: yeah. Yeah. Like, is
5: that? Maybe. Yeah. See.
6: Oh, it was a terrible injury. Yeah. Gen-
3: I just, sorry, I just w- wanted to, we haven't got that much time left, so I wanted to dive into the rivalry with West Ham, if you can call it a rivalry, but just how spicy this game is and how much it means to Chelsea fans, and whether it's a fixture at the start of the season that, you know, you look at the, the fixtures when they come out it's one that you look to and you go, oh, looking forward to that one.
5: It's not that high up on my list of was no. I look no. forward to. No, no.
3: I, look no, I think it's, it's more of, for them than yeah, us. They use they, they, with uh, Fulham and Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah.
6: It's, it's more important for them. They don't... And they've got the Lampard song, haven't they? You they know? Yeah, yeah. The Fat Frank one. Yeah. Uh, Tim went yeah, to the Whereas we just go along and think, we'd like to see a nice game of football yeah. today,
5: <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> you look at, if you look at like the first five or six fixtures I look at, it'll be obviously like Tottenham, Liverpool, United City, Arsenal... And then up, you know, West Ham maybe. I,
4: I do like playing. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, do. I used to love going down the Bow Lane. I mean, that mm. was a, that was a it's fantastic. A I mean, it stadium. used to terrify the life out of yeah. me. But it was a it was a really great ground. I mean, that was a proper proper football yeah. ground. Oh, I was and mean? we lost a lot there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, there? absolutely. Yeah. Always. <laughs> nearly <laughs> yeah. always, nearly always, nearly always. I'd
6: always go thinking, oh well, it'd be lucky like if we scrape a draw today. I no, used
3: wouldn't. to enjoy playing because they always yeah. used to play. In, in the West, West Ham way West Ham way <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we had that debate on the West Ham fan show a couple of weeks ago actually by the way it was quite an enjoyable question to put to them what is the West Ham way yeah. to
5: lose 99 London derbies yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> so on that sense then in terms of you said Spurs is the first one you look out for Always. in terms of your so yeah. is that is Always. that number one top yeah. of the it's, it's, pile it's become it's become that yeah I think yeah. just because of the it used to be Leeds but yeah it's now Spurs sure
6: I think yeah. it's Spurs
5: Liverpool yeah City United, United, Arsenal, and then all the rest—we don't really have rivals any other worlds, do we? In the the Premier League, but Spurs is the one you want to, especially now the new stadium and for the the game in just before Christmas. I mean, everyone's desperate for tickets for that one.
3: And I would say when we're approaching now the festive period, we know the games come thick and fast. When you look at Chelsea's fixtures over the course of the next four to six weeks or so in terms of having it's not an easy run but a more favourable run obviously it's West Ham this weekend Villa Everton that big Champions League game against Lille Bournemouth Spurs the one you talk about Southampton and then Arsenal on the 29th Brighton, Burnley, Newcastle. I mean, I mean it's worked out quite well. Winna- no?
5: They're all winnable games. I mean, you well, know, obviously
3: I, at Spurs and an Arsenal. I remember tough. saying when
6: we had that last run, and I said, well, they should win all of them. And Chid said, no, I'd be happy if we, if we won you know, three of them and drew the others and lost one of them. I said, no, I want to win all of them. All yeah. Yeah. We can, and we and can, we can we be did. all the And we did. I think even, and we did. I was think that, eight, uh, 18, eight, six games, 18 points. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah but you know, I don't I mean, see why we shouldn't win all of these games. I'm and I'm, I'm so optimistic about it. I just I find the the, the fact that they that they attack so brilliantly just not only refreshing wonderful to watch oh, yeah. but the, the opposition can't deal with it unless they're top six. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but if they're not <laughs> playing anybody top six then we're <laughs> I mean, we're like, quitting, I mean, aren't we?
5: It was like like the Newcastle game we wore them down, didn't we? We just yeah. kept going yeah. going and going. We wore them down. Yeah. They might get a few, you know, one nils here and there but I think we've got a, a good run of matches to keep us certainly into the but top particularly four
6: particularly that first 20 minutes if, yeah. if he tells them to go out and play to well, the best of they, their ability they just overwhelm yeah. they overwhelm everybody but
5: le-
4: leaving aside the rivalry I think it's really important that we beat Spurs and Arsenal because yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. top six thing and that puts yeah. much more distance like. between
5: us because well, only really well. nine points of Spurs it depends on
6: what Dark Arts Mourinho does now that he's in charge. I well, think Spurs well, yeah. were more everything. beatable Yeah, <laughs> Or it's in similarly they and maybe a surge with Arsenal with a new manager. You never know what happens in that situation. Yeah, well, I still think Arsenal yes. were yeah, poor. Yeah, poor, poor. Yeah. poor,
3: Right, gents, before you go, a quick score prediction from you all, Dan. I go for three-one. Three-one, Clayton. Two-nil. Get up. Four-one. One lovely stuff. It seems like it is going to be defeat 100 for West Ham this weekend in Premier League London derbies. This has been the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. We'll see you next week.
1: This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com.